Welcome to the Lewis Says Black Show. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. <clears throat> Maestro, cue up the music, please. Yo, what up, 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 It's your boy, Lewis S. Black, coming to you with another podcast, baby. And today's main subject is going to be inspired by something that I saw on Facebook, but I decided to add a few items of my own to the list. So we're going to call this the 20 Commandments real men just like you had the Ten Commandments in the Bible which basically gave you guidelines on what to do and what not to do and how to live properly within the eyes of the Lord this is kind of like that in the sense of just things that you should do or avoid doing in order to make sure that you're operating like a real man because for some reason masculinity is really under attack these days and as an influencer as a creator i feel like it is literally my civic duty in order to speak up when it comes to issues like that along with providing for solutions because it's not just about hopping up on your podcast or hopping up on your youtube show and complaining about things. It's about providing solutions. When we get together and we provide solutions, that's when change comes around. Martin Luther King got up and complained about racial inequality, and then he created solutions. In his case, it was creating boycotts and marches and basically shutting things down and becoming in layman's terms, a pain in the ass. But at the end of the day, he did some talking and literally, shouts out to Selma, did some walking. Now, before we get off into that, normally I would get off into some current events, but I am happy to say that there is not anything that has happened since my last podcast that has really just been worthy of taking precious time to really talk about for the most part this year considering that we're already in April these celebrities haven't been acting up as much as they usually do at one point I was wondering like are these folks just crazy but they've been kind of quiet and that's a good thing because usually when these artists, whether it be rappers or R&B or actors or actresses, 
Usually when they're staying out of the headlines, that means they're busy working. They're actually busy creating content. That means they're in the studio, whether it be a movie studio or a music recording studio. So it looks like we're going to have a lot of content coming out this year. And that's fine, because that's all I really want. If you're an actor, I just want you to give me movies. If you're an artist, I just want you to give me music. If you're an athlete, I just want you to literally shut up and dribble. You know, I don't need all of your answers. That does nothing for me. But when you hone in on your craft and you make that music, or you make that movie, or you make that move on the basketball court or the football field, now you're doing something for me. You're entertaining me. You're making little endorphins go off in my brain. So shouts out to the celebrities for staying out of trouble. But let me not speak too soon, because watch, by the next time I do a podcast, somebody will be done did something so crazy that it's worth me doing a whole show about like I did last year. So what we're going to talk about before we get off into the commandments is let's talk about this whole masculine energy thing. Because quite frankly, it's becoming a very old subject. And that does seem like a hot topic on the net nowadays. Masculine energy, feminine energy. And as men, you just have to be the best man that you can be. You cannot let a woman dictate your masculinity because number one every woman is going to have a different definition all right this is not one thing that has a straight up definition like for instance a car that has a straight definition a car is a piece of fiberglass with wheels on it that can get you from point a to point b and carry you and a few other passengers. Masculinity, when it comes to this whole dating thing, really isn't being defined straight up and down. It's like a move the goalpost thing. And let's be honest, the masculinity that we speak of is just only in the dating because they can't talk to you about masculinity when it comes to just how to run your life. It's just really masculinity when you're around them. And I will say this. I will take accountability, which is I call it the Steve Urkel effect. Anybody that's seen Family Matters remembers the the character Steve Urkel and Steve R. Kale. Now, when Urkel came around getting on Laura's nerves... Yeah, she displayed more masculine energy. Oh, go home, Steve. Shut up, Steve. Leave me alone, Steve. You're getting on my nerves, Steve. And, you know, even though she was a cute girl, you know, she would frown up her face and make all of these little ugly faces and roll her eyes at him. And sometimes her voice would even get deeper. And the crazy thing is, the people that wrote this show were some squares. They weren't no, you know, super max or players that really studied feminine energy. They just did a natural reaction of a guy that's being soft and being annoying and being real beta acting. They just knew that naturally especially with it being a sister, that the woman was going to act a certain way. Now, we all remember when he built that little machine and he turned himself into Stefan Arkell. Her whole energy switched. Like, literally, between Laura yelling at her brother and fussing at Steve, The only other time that you saw Laura get get, um, feminine would be around Carl Winslow, which was her father, a cop, a breadwinner, the man of the house. But then we saw something different, which was 
when Stefan Arkell came through, being all smooth and jazzy, you know, um, I think to add emphasis to the character, which was very good, which shouts out to Jaleel White, especially for having the range to play both of these characters like that, you know, Steve Urkel used to actually be hunched over, where, you know, it made it appear as if Stephen Arkell was actually taller, because what he was doing was literally standing up straight, and her eyes would get googly, and she was really acting straight up feminine. I think he might have kissed her, and she fainted. I'm telling you. So when it comes to being in a relationship, even if for some reason you're the beta male and your lady is displaying masculine energy, all of that can switch in a heartbeat. Because we're just talking mental. You know, you can switch up your outfits, your demeanor, your approach towards her and life. And you have nothing to lose. Because if you're being a beta male and she's with you, imagine if you switch up things and start acting like an alpha male. What's she going to do? Leave you? No. She's going to feel like she's got a new boyfriend. Or she's going to feel like she's got a new husband. And she's going to get down with the new you. The show. And let's be clear, when it comes to this masculine and feminine energy, because I hate when they say, you know, I lack feminine if he allows me or if he acts like a man. We don't have that luxury. We don't have the luxury of being able to say, well, if she acts feminine, then I'll be masculine. But since she wants to act masculine, let me go ahead and paint my nails and my toes. Let me go ahead and get a perm and start wearing weave in my head. And let me just start acting like a straight up woman, woman, woman. Let me cross dress because of the fact that she's acting like the man. No, if you were to do that, she would leave. Because no matter what, you're always going to be a man. Even if you got a beta mindset, and mind you, I don't. I'm personally what they would consider more than likely a sigma male, which is someone that is on point, masculine, but just isn't the loudest person in the room or ever feels the need to be the loudest person in the room. And even when I am taking the lead, it's from more of a laid back position. It's from more of a let's put together a vote. Not, hey, it's my way or the highway. But that's here nor that, because this show ain't about me. For real, for real. We talk about, okay, he acts like the female in the relationship. I have to act like the man. I have to act like the man. Yeah. Notice how when women say that it's act. Because physically, there's going to be one man in the relationship. For instance, here's an example. Mind you, unless she's maybe ex-military or law enforcement, and she's just used to having shootouts and wielding pistols like that, 9.8 times out of 10, even if that dude acts soft, when a burglar kicks down that door and breaks into that house, we're going to see who the man and the woman is. The woman is going to be the one in the bed, screaming and crying and trying to hide. The man is going to be the one that's going to go down with a pistol or a bat or whatever weapon he can get nunchucks. Ninja stars, katana blades, a bow staff, an axe, a set of darts, a slingshot, a cane from back when he broke his leg three years ago. 
a big old lucky tree branch that he just keeps laying around for some odd reason. A lucky rock that he can throw. A pair of brass knuckles. Whatever. And he's going to be the one that confronts that burglar. When it's a rainy day or a hot day or a cold day or just any day when y'all are riding even though that dude may act soft and submissive at the end of the day when y'all tire blows out we're going to see who the man and the woman is the woman is going to sit up in the car in that air conditioning and she's just going to be inconvenienced because y'all are running late to where y'all going. The man is gonna be the one out there jacking up the car, unscrewing lug nuts, and replacing the tire. And fellas, that is one thing. Now, I understand some guys may not be good at building things, and some just don't have the patience for it, but Please tell me that these women are exaggerating when they're saying that they're meeting guys that don't know how to change a tire. Please tell me that they're fabricating that. Please tell me that somebody taught you. Even if you didn't have a man around the house, a lot of y'all had uncles. And then again, some of y'all came from families where it was nothing but women. Didn't they teach you that in driver's ed? I know for a fact in driver's ed, the teacher himself literally showed us how to pop off a tire and replace it. Then again, if you're in the hood, do they even have driver's ed at your school? But just please tell me that y'all brothers ain't running around not knowing how to change tires. But just in case you don't, I'm going to give you a quick tutorial. All you got to do is get that jack. And preferably, it's really convenient. Matter of fact, for my next car, I will order one. I call it the pump, pump, pump it up. I hate that old school one where it's like that black joint. And then you got to line it up with the rod. And then you got to take the little tire rod and you got to kind of get it in there and kind of wind it up and wind it up and wind it up, wind it up. But either way it goes, you get the car airborne. Once you get the car airborne, you literally start working on those lug nuts with that tire rod. Boom. Pop off the lugs. Keep them next to you because you're going to need them. Then you simply slide the tire off not the tire, with the wheel off slide the wheel off grab the spare and believe it or not it's actually good to have full size spares that, that would be I'm pretty sure that most cars come like that nowadays I like the full size spare because you can just simply just sit up and just ride comfortably on that full-size spare, and then you can be like, hey, um, look, you know, can you just go ahead and uh, pop a tire onto this other one, put that into the back, let that be the reason that'd be a little bit less labor, but that's here nor there. Then simply put that next wheel back on and simply tighten up the lugs, bring the car back down, but back rolling. And I know that these aren't guys my age. These aren't guys that were born in the 80s that I think these women are complaining about. And sometimes I have to realize that some of the guys from the younger generation, women from the younger generation are dating guys from the younger generation. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking ain't no 80s or 90s baby running around like that. But I have to realize these kids that were born in the 2000 era, you know, all they knew was, hey, when mama got in a, a jam, she basically called AAA. And even if that's the case, you should have been paying attention 
to what the guy from AAA was doing. But that's here nor there. This isn't a car mechanic show. So just realize that, like I said, all of that masculine energy and everything, that can just be changed easily. So that's something that's uh, not necessarily permanent. You can change that within a matter of months. And another thing, ladies, I'm tired of hearing y'all complaining about how soft your man is. If your man is soft, then why are you with him? Either A, you should have took enough time to vet him, which is, I call it the three-month rule. You should be able to date. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about stringing people along. Let the person know, hey, I want to take some time to get to know you, and let's hang out for a while. And if things are going good, then, you know, let's take this to the next step. I think male and female, definitely females, because y'all aren't vetting correctly. You need to be around somebody for three months. Three months is the average span of an actual season. Winter, summer, spring, or fall. You should be able to be around a person for three months. If you're able to date a person for three months, and when I say date, I've got a definition of dating. Dating to me and I'm not going to digress, but a little side topic. Dating to me means we go places. We have conversations on the phone. Every conversation isn't about when's the next time can we get up? When's the next time I can come over? Just conversations where we talk just to talk. And we see each other. And we go over to each other's houses or apartments. We go places. And then, of course, you know, we do a dance-off with a pants-off. That's my definition of dating. True story of the Flyway Patrol real quick, y'all. This talk. I'll never forget. It was this, uh, I'll admit, it was a big chick that I was banging for a little bit. And literally, the whole situation was, I call you. I'll let you know that I'm on the way. I come over. I might eat some of the food that you got laying around. We look at TV. We bang. I go to sleep. And then I leave. That's it. So I never forget, me and my uncle were hanging out at the IHOP, having ourselves a little brunch, just sitting up and just, you know, talking. Typical uncle nephew type of thing, just shooting shit. And I had a waitress, and I know this old girl. You know, I'm, I'm polite, because, you know, we, we definitely didn't end on bad terms. I was actually a real man about it, and, of course, I didn't blame it on her weight. But I just told her that, hey, I'm not the guy for you. You have a heart of gold, which she did. And I was like, I don't want to be wasting your time. I need to make sure that you are mentally and emotionally available for a guy that's going to really treat you right. For once, I decided to act mature when it comes to this dating thing. So shouts out to me for not stringing her along like that. But point blank, she was like a host or a concierge, if you will. And my waitress came up and she was like, looks like you know my coworker." I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah. She said y'all used to date. And when she said date, it came out in slow motion like, she said y'all used to date. And I was like, huh, yeah. I told my uncle, I said the audacity for her to say that we dated. No, we, we weren't dating. We were smashing. But I understand you can't say that to your co-worker. You got to maintain a certain image, especially if you're a hostess. I would have felt more comfortable if she would have said we used to see each other. As a, as a fellow woman, her homegirl would have got what she was saying. Talking about some we used to date. The audacity. So now I'm looking at y'all women strange when y'all say that y'all dating somebody. Because before that, when a woman would say dating, I always assumed her dating somebody means that I really need to back up out the way. 
because this is a brother that's taking her places. This is a brother that's really spending quality time with her. This is a brother that she can call, and even if he can't answer the phone, he's going to call back. Someone that's really there for her. Now, when I hear the word dating, I might just assume that that just means that some guy comes over at nighttime when your kids are sleeping, and he knocks you down real quick, and then he becomes a traveling man because you don't even want your kids to see him in the morning when they wake up. That's here nor there. Now, let's talk about one last thing before we get off into these commandments. Because, I mean, I really feel like it's just very, very, very important. They talk about six figures. What are you looking for, ladies? A man is making six figures. A man is making six figures. A man is making six figures. And that's cool. It's cool for us to want things. Because all of us want a BMW or a Lexus or a Mercedes. But all of us can't afford that. And where we're going to wind up driving is a Toyota or a Honda. That's here nor there. But I challenge you ladies to think about one thing and just ask yourself this. Would you be willing to deal with a man that makes six figures, but he may not be around as much as your regular guy? Because a regular guy is working about 40, maybe 50 hours a week at best. Can you imagine being around a guy that's working about 70 to 80 hours a week? Because that's what a lot of six-figure people do, whether they're working for a company or whether they are in business for themselves. If they are in business for themselves, oh my God. It seems like even when they're at home, they are working. A man that is required to travel a lot because a lot of people that make six figures wind up having to travel. Sometimes to make that type of money, you've got to go out and touch money and grab money from other states and deposit it in your little Texas-based bank account. So I'm not going to harp too much on that, but just realize, because at one point, and mind you, I learned this from being on the other end, not the one that was getting cheated on, but the one that was getting cheated with, meaning I was the other guy. Another story of the true flyway patrol. You haven't lived life until you bang an NFL dude's wife. You haven't lived life until you bang an NFL dude's wife. Let's go to the beat. You ain't lived life until you bang an NFL dude's wife. Right. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure, unless he's one of the linemen, that, because other than the linemen, those dudes are built like Greek gods. The linemen are the only ones that are out of shape. And usually nowadays, it's gotten to the point to where even the linemen are really kind of like in good shape. They just wind up just being a little bit more bigger and sturdier. So I'm thinking to myself, long times out of 10, he's probably built like a Greek god. So what is it? And she was just like, hey, she gets lonely because he's gone all the time. Once again, everybody in the NFL is making six figures. Dude is gone all the time. Every other week he's having to travel. So ladies, I want y'all to really keep that in mind next time y'all keep on talking about six figures. Now what you may want, and this is a very realistic requirement, you should... If you're going to make financial requirements, it should be you want a guy that makes what you make or more. Now, when they say that, I can't front on that. Because what you're doing is you're asking someone to be just as good as you are. So if you're making 50 grand, you just want a guy that's also making 50 grand or more. That's realistic. Now, let's get off into these 20 commandments. I'm going to name, I'm gonna, you know how it goes. I'm going to shoot off these commandments and then I'm going to explain them and we're going to keep it moving. Out of the 20 commandments, let's go. 
Number one, never go back to a woman that cheated on you. That should be pretty self-explanatory. But for those of y'all that are game goofy, when you go back to a woman that cheated on you, that's a little too much forgiveness. It's kind of making it seem like as if for some reason, either you don't care or you're just super forgiving. And that opens up the door for her to do it again and again because she figures, you know what? If I cheated on this dude and he knows about it, and that's the reason why we broke up, and now he wants to get back with me, let me have my cake and eat it too, which is let me be around this lame, and whenever I get bored with him, I can just go sleep with whoever I want to, and then I know that I can always come back to him, and he'll be the one living with me and helping to pay bills, and then I could just go out whenever I want to and have my thrills. Number two, that's not good for you because let's say that you normally, especially if you're a dude that normally lives by this commandment, if you normally don't go back to women that cheated on you, but then you do go back to her, what's gonna happen is it's gonna be a little honeymoon phase where she is going to act right and she's going to be loyal and faithful. But, number one, the moment that she slips up, and when I say slip up, I don't mean necessarily cheating because if she's truly a good square broad and even though cheating is not an accident, but she slipped up and cheated and she basically said that, hey, I'm lucky enough to get this man back. Let me be loyal. The minute that she pisses you off about something unrelated and you're really having a bad day, that trauma from her cheating on you is going to come up. And even though y'all are arguing about financial issues, and even if you don't bring it up, the anger, the sorrow, heartbreak, grief, and despair that you went through when that woman cheated on you, that's all going to come up into the argument and every argument. And what's going to happen is pretty much every time she blinks at you wrong, you're going to be snapping on her. And that's not fair to you or her. Now, if y'all break up over some emotional stuff, yes, go back to those women. But if the reason why y'all broke up is because she cheated on you, let her go. Let her live with the fact that she may have lost the real one. Because we all know how that goes. When a woman cheats on a guy and the relationship ends, instead of gaining one, she loses two. She loses the boyfriend. And the guy that she cheated with, he does not take her seriously. He already knows what it is. And he already knows what type of person he is. So he knows that if she would cheat with him, that she would cheat on him. So now she's lost two guys, and she has to go out here and get a third one. Which, depending on how attractive she is, may not be that hard. But that's just a lot of work, when you could have easily just acted like you had some sense and remained faithful. Alright, number two. Never let a woman disrespect you. Now... Here's what I would say. Because you can't stop disrespect. You can't stop what's going to come out of a human being's mouth next. Just like how you're listening to me on this podcast. You're expecting for me to explain why you never let a woman disrespect you. But... See, you didn't see that one coming. Now, of course, let me say what's really going on with never let a woman disrespect you. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Even if for the most part you're dealing with a respectful person. But what you do is how do you handle it? So I would kind of reword it as well as... Do not tolerate disrespect. If you see disrespect, identify it and check it. 
Don't let it go unchecked. Number three, never shake a hand sitting down. I'm glad that I don't do that, and that's just something that I naturally haven't done. Now, have I done it in my life? I'm pretty sure if I can rewind the tape, there may have been a time, but that's one of them things where I don't, I normally don't, and you're responsible and you're accountable for what you know. And I get that. It makes a lot of sense just on a very, you know, masculine level. Number four, never go broke trying to impress other people. And I'll say male or female. As men, we don't do as much financially to try to impress men. But, you know, sometimes we try to just stun in front of everybody. But I know we're definitely guilty of doing that for women. And do not go broke. Now, it's okay to spend a few dollars because you, number one, she wants to look good for yourself. And number two, to look good in the presence of others. But whether it's spending money on drinks or clothing or just whatever the case. Yeah, don't go broke trying to impress other people. Number five, never eat the last piece of food that you didn't buy. I can get with that. And I hold myself accountable. I have been guilty of doing that sometimes in the past. So that's one that I put a star by, which is I leave myself accountable for what I know. Number six, always strive to do better. Self-explanatory. A lot of these are self-explanatory. I feel like my listener base, you guys are smart enough to where everything doesn't have to be explained. Number seven, protect who's behind you and respect who's beside you. I naturally kind of learned that from playing football because, believe it or not, even as a D lineman, it's your job to get a hit, but a lot of times it's also your job to kind of hold up the offensive line and make it to where the linebackers can kind of concentrate and so that, you know, the lineman can't go down the field and blow up somebody. I learned that from one time where I penetrated the quill, the field a little, the backfield a little too quickly and since I got past my guard, because I played D-tackle, instead of going backwards to chase after me, the guard decided that he would just blow up my middle linebacker because it was a dive play. And the coach got mad at me for that, but he said the only reason he can't get too mad is because at least I made the play. Because even though my linebacker got blown up, I got right into that backfield, and as soon as he handed the ball off, to the running back, boom, like John Madden 93, boom, he's on his back, but whenever I see that, that number seven commandment, it makes me think about that, which is part of me was to protect him and hold it up a little bit and still maybe be able to get the hit or we could have got on it together, so protect who's behind you, and then my fellow linemen, I respected those guys because we were on the same level, we had the same job. One band, one sound. Number eight, pause for two or three seconds when asked a question. What I get from that is if you pause, you're giving yourself time to think. And the more time you have to think, the more time you can come up with a very thorough answer. Number nine, don't beg for a relationship. I can get with that because that seems like something that I could see a woman doing. Yeah, don't beg for a relationship. Just let it happen. If the woman, the biggest thing is just having a woman around. There's been some times where I've been around a woman and we didn't have any titles. But what we had is an understanding. Having an understanding is better than a title. An understanding of we're going to see each other here and there and I like you and you like me. Sometimes an understanding is the best thing ever, man. An understanding is the best of both worlds. You have the female companionship, but you don't have the burden 
of the Titans. Number 10, work out at least four times a week. I put a big star by this because I do not work out at all. Mind you, I'm in very good, I, I call it normal shape. When you see me, you don't think about too bony. And when you see me, nothing about me comes across as fat. But I know that I could probably feel much better and look even better if I start working out at least four times a week. And working out, in my definition, would be, it doesn't mean hitting up Planet Fitness and making your rounds on the machines. To me, it's going to be some push-ups and some sit-ups and some arm weights before I get in the shower. Because that way, okay, yeah, I broke a sweat. And I'm getting ready to hop into the shower anyways. Number 11, if you are not invited, don't ask to go. Very self-explanatory. Why be somewhere when nobody asked you to come through? That also goes for, um, I hate to say it, women's cribs. Now, what I am going to work on, because I have been the type of brother to be like, oh, what's going on? Can I come through? Now, from now on, it's going to be either, hey, I'm inviting you to come over to my apartment, or if I'm at your crib, that means she said, can you come by? Not, can I come over there? I'm starting to see how lame that looks. Can I sit up here and put gas in my car and hop on the highway and indirectly risk my life to come over and be around you. Got it. Number 12, always carry some cash money. I've lived by that naturally for a long time. You know, during this call, I call it this debit card era. There has been times where I walked around with nothing but a debit card on me. And I wound up looking crazy or having to use an ATM when I would get into a place. And they would say, hey, we uh, our machines are down. We can only take cash right now. So I've been starting to get better about that. See, y'all should notice something. I'm taking accountability. I'm not going to sit up here and ramble off these commandments. Because after number 15... The last five are ones that I made, but I'm not going to rumble through these commandments and act like I'm doing all of them by nature. No, there's some ones that I have to work on. Number 13, dress well, no matter the occasion. I say that because that means that no matter the occasion, if you're dressed good, you're going to feel good. You're going to exude that confidence and do not make it, do not make a mistake. Dress well for every occasion. It doesn't mean wear a suit everywhere you go. Dress for the occasion, but dress well for the occasion. Because you can wear a suit to a suit and tie affair. But if that suit is all clumpy and dumpy, and you're just looking frumpy, you're not dressing well for the occasion. But if your suit is, you know, hidden right and fitting you right you dress well for the occasion if it's just a regular night at the club and people are wearing t-shirts and jeans make sure you got on the fly shirt and jeans man you always want to be looking good just in case you bump into a woman that's looking good anyways play up number 14 listen nod and make eye contact yeah now, here's the ones that I got into. Number 15, find multiple, oh no, this is the last one. Find multiple ways to make money. Very self-explanatory. Hey, having multiple streams of income, even if there's only one source of income that you're picking and pulling from, just the fact that on other ends, you've got little money stacking out there. Shouts out to this podcast. They let us get a few little pennies per podcast, and it adds up. Shouts out to DistroKid that I do my music through. I've got some money sitting up in there that I don't plan on touching, but it's just good knowing that you've got that type of money just laying around in the atmosphere. Shouts out to Robinhood, where you can buy and sell stocks 
right from your phone, not to sound like a commercial, but it's good just to have your Robin Hood flowing and knowing that it's some money right there on that little account. Number 16, here's what we go into ones I added. Number 16, don't buy anything you can't pay for three times. I learned that from my granddad. And when he said that, that's why I said these commandments are so self-explanatory. It automatically hit me. Even though when he told me this, I was a teenager. I was like, I get it. I should have three times the money when I buy something. Which means if I purchase something that costs $20, I should at least have about $60 to $80 on me. Makes perfect sense, and it keeps you from going broke. Minus rent. And even then, they want you to make about two and a half to three times the rent. Which makes sense, because even with rent, they are basically saying, wow, you're purchasing something that you could pay for three times if you wanted to within a month. Can't be mad at that. Number 17, don't chase women. Chase the money instead. I say that because they come with it anyways, especially with all this six-figure talk, which really you didn't hear women, as much as they hate Kevin Samuels, you really didn't hear women running around talking about this whole six-figure thing until Kevin Samuels started talking about the whole high-value man thing. So, if that's the case, because a woman will turn down certain books, a woman will turn down certain personality traits, but ain't nobody turning down money. So just chase the money instead, and you'll have everything you want. Between the crib, the car, the clothes, and the hose. <laughs> We're winding down. Number 18, learn how to verbally and mentally discipline your child. Reason why I say that is because every once in a while, yes, you do need to whoop them. But when you can verbally and mentally discipline your child, that is the ultimate form of respect. Did my mother whoop me? Yes. But for the most part, especially once I got too old for whoopings, between the punishments where I knew she was going to take away the stereo or the TV or the car keys, or whatever. I did not feel like hearing her run her mouth. And if you are a black dude like me, you have heard it before where these dudes say, hey, I'm not doing that because I don't feel like hearing my mom or my dad or hearing my parents run their mouth. Sometimes those long-winded, harsh, lectures felt like a whooping within itself like you know what if I do this I know I'm going to have to hear her mouth and that would keep me as a teenager from doing a lot of things and at least if you're able to verbally discipline your kid you don't have to go through the guilt of knowing that you done put whelps up on this kid's back or man did I whoop my kid too hard Nah, man, when you got the mind, the body, and their actions will follow. Number 19, do not argue with women. It's okay to debate with them. Like, if you look at a lot of podcasts where these dudes will bring on women to the panel so that they can talk and discuss issues, that what you see is debate. He has his part of what he has to say. She's got her thing and what they want to say, and they kind of go back and forth on it. That's cool. Here's what arguing is to me. Arguing is what you see in toxic relationships where they're just yelling at each other, yelling at each other and repeating the same thing. We've all seen it. You a fool. Nah, you a fool. Nah, you's a fool. Yeah, you a fool. Uh-huh, you're stupid. Nah, you're stupid. Nah, you're stupid. Uh, you, the stupid one calling somebody stupid. 
and y'all are hurling back insults. No. And really, when it's your woman, y'all can have little friendly debates like, hey, I think so-and-so on Housewives is tripping. Yeah, but I do kind of see where old boy was coming from. That's fine. But arguing and hurling insults at your lady, and of course I'm guilty of it. That's why I made it a commandment. So I can admit, I've done it in the past, of course. But the difference is, are you going to keep on doing that? What you do is you state your thesis and you stand on it. I think that we shouldn't be spending money on a vacation right now at this point because we got some things we need to get done around the crib. Instead of arguing back and forth, we'd be like, hey, I said what I said. And that is what it is. Number 20, last but not least, treat your phone like baseball and give a woman three strikes. And literally, you making a phone call, you sending a text message, that is a pitch. And she can either hit that ball or she can have a strike. And three strikes, yeah. Now, of course, certain little situations, we can treat it like baseball where there is, you know, foul balls and walks you know and when I say three times in a row now if you call her and she misses the call and she doesn't pick up right away but she does call back that means that was a hit you calling and her answering right there on the spot that's a home run reason why I say that is because when you start calling a person and they're not answering and you're constantly calling, you become annoying anyways. But I say three strikes because see, one of my homeboys, he's very hardcore. He said no strikes. I say three strikes because life does happen and sometimes people want to talk to you. They just don't get a chance to talk to you and a chance to call you back. But that only happens so many times. Because what normally happens with normal people that are interested in you, they say, oh, you know what, well, they did call me and I did miss their call. Let me make it a point to either answer or this time I'd have missed their call. Dang, let me definitely make sure I call this dude back because I don't want to lose him. Because most women have already lost a dude in the past by playing little military mind games on the phone and ignoring them. Sometimes in order to get rid of you, they ignore you. I wound up looking up my little score because I graded it like a paper. And I took the ones that I need to work on and put stars by them. But even with that, I wound up scoring 16 out of 20, meaning 16s of these commandments I've already kind of been doing by nature without even seeing this list. And these little things, I like it when I see things like this on the internet because what it does is it gives me confirmation. It makes me realize like, wow, I was doing all of this naturally, which means that I am on a good path. Simple and plain, that's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. I thank y'all for taking y'all time to tune in and hang out with a brother because this show has been about an hour long and I always appreciate you listeners because at the end of the day, I feel like you could have been listening to something else because you may be listening to this podcast and you may be fumbling around on Facebook or checking out pictures on Instagram, but you took an hour to hang out with your boy. And that means so much to me, man. Peace and love to all of my fans, man, all of my followers, all of my supporters, female and male, man. Peace.
dollar chains, five dollar socks. That's how we stun when we posted on the block. Twenty dollar white tee, my chain calls a G. My girl would get the ball, so she got the get for free. This is the life of little speed. When I got my dollars right, work all day, fuck all night. Zooming down the street, not a cop in sight. Do these niggas wanna fight? Do they wanna scrap it out? With the guns or pistols or knives, we can have it out. The whole bag, the beef dog, gon' drag it out. Anyway, which club? Night on strip, we're gonna ball out. Whichever one we get, cause I'm some real shit. I should start doing long things. 